RadioInfluence.com. It's a beautiful day in the hood. hood. Hey, no, it's got to be like this. You got to have some pain to it. It's a beautiful day in my hood. <laughs> I you like don't the know what I'm talking with. about. In my hood. It's a beautiful day. In my hood. In the neighborhood. I can't. Think I don't of know plies. any of the other words. I can't think of Plies verse for nothing. He kill it in the club. In the club, you got to play that Plies verse. You be like, I know. You just turn the music down. The whole club be going crazy. <laughs> Brittany, how are you this week? You know, I am much better refreshed. Uh, I've been done a little living. I actually, you know, did something other than work. So that was really good for my mental health. And I feel better. Hmm. You, you, about, you back about to feeling probably like a seven. You know how I know when you're feeling like extra good? When you show up at the pod with some shades on, I'll be like, her ass had a 12. She had a 12 <laughs> this week. She's feeling good as a mug. That's all I'm saying. I mean, that. that but how I'm about glad. you? Right, man, let me tell you something right now. 2020, everybody talk about how bad 2020 was, right? 2020, mm-hmm. actually, now that I look back on it, 2020 was a good year. Like, Okay, honestly. what are you on? I want some of that. I'm telling I want you, some. I'm telling Send you, look, here, look, here's the thing. First of all, welcome everybody to the DJ Eakin podcast. I am DJ Eakin, a.k.a. Tampa's most connected DJ, a.k.a. Brittany Slip Wellington. You <laughs> <laughs> don't know who that is. Yeah, but... Brittany, that's my alias, Slip Wellington. That's how I introduce myself into the club when I think a woman got good credit. She'd be like, hi, what's your ah! name? I'd be like, Slip. I'd be like, no. I'd be like, Slip. Mr. Wellington. Yeah. I like Mr. Wellington. Oh, oh you sound yeah. like you chicks should be in a credit. Batman movie Chicks with, with good that. credit. I did some research, and you wouldn't know anything about this because you're not a chick with good credit. But chicks with good credit, I they like to... names that have more than three syllables in them. Wellington. Wellington. Oh. It it's stature. It's a stature thing. Makes me feel you know, like it makes me feel like, and if I got the right color tie on, almost look like royalty. You know what? I will say that you definitely could pull off that royalty look if you added that. However, I don't go by no syllables. Brittany, first no, of all, first of I, all, Brittany, first of all, Brittany, I preceded that with one thing. Women with good credit. <laughs> I used to, so there was a moment in time. And when you were in that moment in time, it was before you were 18. You weren't going anywhere. The minute you got any kind of control <laughs> of your finances, you was like, let me get that Visa card. And you was out there at school in the, in the, in the uh, what do they call it, the uh, day, uh, uh, market day? Brittany was in market day signing up for everything. You probably even signed up for a Discover card back in them days. <laughs> hey, let me get Sorry. that Discover card. You know what? You would think I was careless like that, but I wasn't. And I wasn't doing minimum payments either. I'm sure okay. you know about okay, that life. Brittany, well, let me ask you a question, Brittany. What took your score down to 468? What did it for you? What did, tell <laughs> me what did it for you. Tell me what so, did it for you. I think what it was, okay, I I honestly, this is what I did. I messed up. It was stupid because I pay everything on time in full. I don't do no minimum payments. Hey, let me help you out. But, go ahead. But, so I, I had <laughs> Um, um, I had some furniture on, like you know, like monthly. You pay it off, no zero fi- percent financing, right? Or like, Ricky, you know, the- first of all, if you get zero percent financing and don't pay it off, that is your own fault. If anybody, no, let me. Okay, go ahead. Go I ahead. know, I know, right? So I had like twenty four months to pay it off. Okay, 20- fine. Say it to yourself real slow. 
two years to pay off some furniture. If you that you did not get two thousand dollars of furniture, no. so that means it's less than a hundred dollars a month you could pay. No, listen, I know, I know. But here's what happened. So I didn't want to do automatic debit because I had to do a whole process. I didn't have time for all that. So I was like, I got this. I can do this. I will remember. So then I I was good, Egan. The first year and a half, I was on time or early, right? Then I started getting lazy because I'm like, I only got like a few hundred dollars left on this furniture. Like, it's nothing, whatever. And then I would get lazy and forget instead of just staying on top of it. So that messed me up like three times I was late when I had the funds. It was stupid. It was stupid. But it knocked my credit score down a lot. You know what you strike me as? You strike me as the person that back in the day when everyone used to get a TV guide at their house, you got those 13 CDs for a penny. And then you just let the other ones keep coming, right? And you was like, how do I have to pay $18 for a CD? Because you just let them keep coming. You thought getting in that club was free. You got those first 13 for one cent. You was all happy. And they even gave you the penny inside the TV guy, right? Right? And then all of a sudden you had like 16 of those $18 CDs packed up in your bedroom that you didn't even take them out of the cardboard. And now you're like, what is this doing on my credit score? You put one red sweater on, and all of a sudden, you diddy. You diddy. Brittany, all I did was try to help you. Look, Brittany, first of all, let me help you out. And and anybody who knows me, anybody who knows me will tell you this. If I walk in any store, Best Buy, I don't care what it is, if they tell me anything like 12 months, two years, same as cash, I am there. You know why I'm there? Because it's so easy. I ain't got to give nobody nothing. And even on my worst day, I can pay $100 a month. And they gave you two years, right? Two years is 24 months. Let's break this down. Did your furniture cost $2,400? Nope. You probably got like a $900 black leather set. Because that's just what you do. It was over a G. It was over a G. But it still was black leather because you're Mexican and I do what you, you like me, black and brown people, when we first get our place, we go for that black leather. Let's let's call it what it is, Brittany. You went for the black leather and you probably got a glass coffee table. I know what you did, Brittany. You got the glass three tables. You got the black set. It was all puffy, right? You was like, girl, we are ready. We are ready. And then you might have even gotten a special, I don't know how long ago it was, where they was like, you know what, girl? You know what? Because because you have signed up for this credit card, you are now the proud owner of a 32-inch LG TV. They probably threw that in for you. Boom. You was like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Then your bill came. Brittany, if it's over a G, right? Let's just say it was $1,000 to even things out. Let's just say it was $1,200 to even things out. That okay. is 50 bucks a month. That's all you have to pay. And you are good at the end. I don't know who could mess that I had, up. I had the funds, Egan. Brittany, Brittany. But the way my brain is set up, nope, I got and exactly. So with. that goes back to my original conversation. With the way being Slip Wellington is set up, I don't really talk. Meeting you is not really what I worry about because 468. What can slip? What can a guy with a name like Slip Wellington do with a woman whose credit score is 468? Let me tell you something right now. In the state of Florida right now, if I was to go get a double wide trailer, you couldn't even help. With a 468, you can't even help. First of all, I have definitely, you know, not, I'm not going to be a homeowner of that. So I wouldn't want to help. So, you know, you're on your own. You're carrying yeah. around that 468. You we're pretty well. So you could live in a you could live in a mobile trailer. We just can't get caught in a hurricane. That's all I'm saying. But <laughs> again, you know, but you know what, Brittany, though? You know what? With all that being said, I am here to help. That's oh why I don't that's why look, though. that's why me and look, look. Why Ms. am I looking at Egan? 
You're looking at me. I'm Mr. Robinson in the hood. Oh, in the hood. You know what I'm saying? So I'm here to help. If you need some help, you call me, Brittany. I tell you time and time again, I we are family. I'm here for you. Okay? And it ain't just about the red sweater. It ain't just about the red sweater. How can you help me? You can help me by doing what you do right now. You are a joy to my life every week when we record this podcast. Don't try to be sweet to me now. Brittany, I don't need nothing from you. 468. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good right now. <laughs> or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey. Eakin, I know somebody's helping you with your credit. You know what you are, Brittany? You my little 468. That's what you are. You my little 468. <laughs> hey, Jason, that's what it is. Girl, you my little 468, though. You you my 468. Don't nobody, ain't nobody going to talk bad about my little 468, all right? I hate you. You know what I'm saying? We here, though. We here. Brittany, this is what I want to do today. Um, today's show, it's a little different. It's a little different for both of us. Um, I would like to call it I Wish, if you're okay with that. And the reason I call it I Wish is, let me, let me tell you why. Because a lot of times we do this podcast, and I don't know... If any of your friends listen, because they probably don't support you. But I have a lot of people who support me and talk to me about, about the show. And one of the dudes, his name, my, my guy, Tom. Tom tells me all the time, yo, Eakin, man, I wish I could be on the podcast. Yo, I wish, oh, man, I heard y'all talking about this. I wish I could be on there. I wish I could have been on there. And I kept telling Tom, when you free, we're going to free up the calendar and we're going to bring you on the show. So today... I'm gonna, we're gonna bring, we're gonna welcome Tom to the show. Tom has been listening. Like I said, Tom talks to me about the show and we talk about stuff that's bad, good, talks about you, um, you know, how he thinks that you're you're dope, you're funny, like he thinks that you like are definitely oh, the like match Tom. for me He's on the show man. or whatever. So I wanna bring Tom on today. And also what I wanna do, so I'm gonna get you prepared. When I talked to Tom and told him about coming on the show, I said, yo, you pick three topics that resonated with you that we spoke about this year. Mm-hmm. And let's visit, revisit those again and talk to Tom about his thoughts on them, his take on them, what he got out of it. And maybe you and I maybe even have some new insight. You you with that? I love it. I okay. love it. So, so if Jason can help us, because we know you're not technical enough to do it, and he doesn't allow me like to touch stuff to, on this side. I would like to welcome the fantabulous. Tom, to the DJ Eakin podcast. Well, he's not even here yet. We're about to call him. Oh, home. damn. Oh, okay. But that was, was a cool little to... intro, though. That was a cool intro, though. That was a, that was a cool intro. So we'll, we'll we'll let you do it again, because I, I got to give you your props. It was a dope intro. I can't even say that it was okay. bad. It was okay. a dope intro. And I, I agree. I don't want to waste I don't want to waste your dope intro. You know, I want to make sure. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know. So other than that, though, you know, life is good. Are you well, ready for Christmas, Brittany, while we're waiting for Tom? Are you ready for, are you ready for Christmas? Gift season has been a struggle. Not for me, but for other people, getting gifts is so hard. You can, how do you, once you find something you like for somebody, don't you want it for yourself? No. Okay. Because, it, because, it, because nine times out of 10, if I get you something, it's going to be from Bath and Body Works. And it's like a three for one sale. So I got myself See, one. And that's I why I'm regifting it. I'm just saying, when I got, when I got myself something, I get you something. You know, I'm, I'm, when I get, when I, oh, there's Tom, there's Tom, there's Tom. <laughs> Everybody welcome Tom to the DJ Egan podcast. Tom is on the pod. Okay. So, so Tom, here, here's the deal. First of all, Tom, meet Brittany, Brittany, meet Tom. Hey, um, Tom. Tom, I, conversation. I, good things about you. Tom, I told Brittany about you um, and about how like constantly when we're done with the pod and you, you get a chance to review it and listen you talk to me about different things on the pot, right? And you you have these thoughts sometimes, and you and I get into discussions. And you always kept saying, yo, like, I want to be on the pod one day. I want to be on the pod one day. 
And so I had this idea as we got here and we're closing out 2020 that, yo, now's the time that, you know, Tom's not out making himself more of a millionaire than he already seems to be to me, you know, <laughs> that we could welcome him to oh, the pod, right? But, but what I, I wanted to do, what I wanted to do too, is kind of like, you know, since the year is wrapping up, right? And I don't really care about what's going on right now. I kind of care about how we got here with 2020. And so what I decided to do was, and I told Brittany about this and she likes it, Tom, I, I hope that you like it, was I wanted to revisit three things that resonated with you on the pod this year. You know what I'm saying? And kind of, you know, we don't have to go overboard if, if the discussion goes where it goes. You know, things that resonated with you as someone who has been a supporter of the DJ Eakin podcast. Um, and we just kind of go there. So um, first of all, you tell people a little, little bit about yourself and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so what Egan and I, you and I met what, about a year and a half, two years ago now almost. I probably um, don't remember that first meeting because I probably had <laughs> had like nine shots or something like that. But. Gasparilla two years ago, yeah. But, oh, uh, Gasparilla, yeah. Yeah, it's a mess. But um, yeah, I started, I met Egan over at McDenton's and uh, went in from bartending to management. Um, so I managed all the big festivals there. So uh, Gasparilla more, um, is the biggest one with St. Paddy's Day behind that. And um. And then obviously shutdown happened and then I got moved over. I'm over at Caddy's now, um, which is the same company as McDitton's, just the restaurant side group of it. So you're thinking a little more older families than the raging college kids who are getting drunk till three in the morning. Um, and then I just started my MBA uh, eight weeks ago too. So I'm going back to school, trying to get that all figured out. And hopefully that launches something else, you know, just always trying to make something happen. Cool. Hell hey, yeah. Tom, before we go any further, too, let me ask you this, because we had this discussion before you got on here. Um, looking at credit scores, right? Where would you rate a 468? Where would you rate a 468? Um, I would not say it's the best, but definitely opportunity to make it better. Always opportunity to make it better. You would know you what? Sell, let it's me ask credit. you a question. If you, if you had a car dealership, would you, would you sell that person a car? <laughs> um. I mean, in these times, they probably would. So, uh, you know, they kind of, they try to give, you know, you go to Key, I think, in Tampa, they'll give anyone, anyone a car. That's good to know. Yeah. You got a job and some and, uh, check stubs, you got a car. But that interest rate would be like 27%. I know a place that prints check stubs. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I just found it. I'll put y'all on later, though. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's I appreciate you. you though, Brittany. I do appreciate you. All right, man. Let's, let's let's get into it, man. Um, let's talk about uh topic number one, Tom, that that resonated with you in 2020 here on the DJ Can podcast. All right. Well, I mean, so I'm on this like two week vacation right now. Um, taking a little road trip. So I went to South Carolina. I went to Massachusetts, and now I'm here on this lake house in North Carolina. And it's just, you know, living in Florida with the somewhat standards of COVID we have going on. And I made my way up all the way to uh, Provincetown, which is the very tip of Cape Cod. And it kind of like brought everything you guys have talked about like together. Um, so as you're we walking through like Cape Cod, it's a very, very liberal, progressive neighborhood, very white, but very, very about change of everything. Right. And, uh, um, you know, you walk through every restaurant, or, or shop is a Black Lives Matter poster in their in their shop. Every single one of them. Oh. I mean, I mean, literally, it's every single shop you go to. And this is a very small town. I mean, off season, you're talking about 500 to 800 people live there, but they make most of their money during spring and summer, where you're talking 
30, 40 to 100,000 people pack into a small town because of just the area that's in. Right. But it just brought up to like living in Tampa and as progressive as we say we are, and then going to a small town where like Black Lives Matter still matters to them, even 10 months after the, you know, the initial third movement of Black Lives Matter that we've, I, I felt like that we've been in, it just kind of resonated just saying like, they've just, they've always kept up in the small town where I feel like maybe it's been forgotten about in other, in other areas. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just such a, it was a weird dynamic with that. And then it's very liberal with, it's a very, very Biden-esque neighborhood. Like, and it's just, a, I don't know, just kind of jumped together the politics and the social concepts and everything that you guys have kind of talked about this entire year into one little town that's that's not necessarily like a it's not a magna cosmo of like what america's made of of right because obviously it's very white i don't think i saw besides my husband i think he might be the only black person on that little tip of cape cod but they are very progressive in trying to make things change even if they don't have the the minority uh you right. know spectrum right. that like that tampa or chicago or new york or la has um so it just was a it was a neat little just kind of eye-opening. I haven't been there a couple of years and just seeing like the BLM and literally every window was just kind of like, you see it once or twice. And even like downtown St. Pete, which is super progressive, you see here and there, but not in the same magnitude that I saw in the small, like three block neighborhood of Provincetown. Well, well, let me ask you this, Tom, because Brittany and I talked about this last week and I, I brought this point up to Brittany last week where to me, it seemed like this year, and this is just my opinion now, I think that we got much more aware, but it didn't bring much change. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I think, I think, yeah, we're aware, but I don't like, I'm like you. I feel like the more time passes, the more stuff goes through the news cycle, the more this and that and the other, that it's not as important to worry about if the black lives still matter. It's just, we were aware while that time was going on. Do you think that we've had, in your opinion, from what you've seen in in moving around, that there's really been a lot of change or yeah, of course, we know that we're aware. Do, what do you? What do you? What's your thoughts on that? I mean, I think you're aware of what's happening, like right in front of you. Like, I mean, black people were dying. I, I mean, I'm assuming outside. I'm very. I'm a white male, so I'm sure black men have been dying for weeks and weeks and weeks that I'm not even aware of. But black men were dying on a monthly basis on the news, so it, it was blasting your face. So for you not to be aware of it, like you've been idiot not to be aware of it now to make change of it. Like I think in my, in my personal family, I'm married to a black queer, you know, male in the arts who being black in America is very different for him than is even you, you know, even, um, and you know, but it's always been aware of like our livelihood. Like it's always been a topic of this is the, this is the life that he lives and I'm part of that life, you know? Um, so I can't really sit here and like, I think people should be more aware of what's happening in the world, but the fact that if it doesn't affect them, I mean, it's that greed in each other. If it doesn't really affect you, why are you, you should be aware of it, but are you going to make the change needed if there's something else that's more pressing to your life at that moment than a, a black man in, in North Carolina dying when he was in Florida? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It, right. you know, it makes, it, it makes you aware of, oh, this is happening, but are you going to do something to make change if it's not really affecting you and in your circle in that city at that moment? Right. Brittany, you wanted to jump so, in? So, I mean... Like, go ahead, Tom. 
Well, no, yeah, I was. I'm also curious too with Tom because, like, you have, uh, you know, your partner is black, you're white, and having to kind of like understand, like, do, do you have learning moments with him as well? Kind of like as this stuff is happening, have you had to have conversations where you're like, you know, he kind of gives you perspective of what his mental health state is and how he feels about it? You know, like, how has that been with you? I'm curious. I mean, it's always a learning curve in my household like <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean I uh it's always you know I I'm trying to be as open-minded as possible but unless you live in the shoes that either I mean even even you Brittany I mean you're you're, you're Hispanic in America as well which is a whole different you know has its own landscape in America that I will never even see so like for me I'm always open I mean I've been I think my whole life very open to a lot of people especially being openly gay my whole life. I mean, it puts my, me in my own little bubble, but still being a white male in America probably out, does, out trumps, you know, being black and male or black and male and queer, you know, it's just a different spectrum. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely always a learning curve in my life. I mean, I, uh, I always try to be as sensitive and aware of what's happening at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, so, but sometimes life just takes over and you kind of just you know, you, you are who you are at the end of the day. I mean, but yeah, I'm always, our household has, has had very different, difficult conversations through, you know, the shootings and the feelings and the sensitivities and all that, that we've been going on as well. Yeah. And I know Ekin argues that, like he said, there's a lot of awareness going on, but not change. And I feel like that there's both going on, you know, and it's not like this huge wave of like, we change and everything's better now, but I really think that we're on this journey or we're closer there than ever. But Still so far to go, you know, but like you said, that small town, me hearing like me, you just saying that there's a small town and there are Black Lives Matter uh, signs, you know, everywhere and posters like that's a beautiful thing. That is a change right there. You know what I mean? Like to be so aware, to have that there, to have a reminder to people. And like when it's in your face, I feel like that's kind of what keeps you learning, what keeps it on top of mind, and that there are areas that are like that that are still staying strong with it. And so I think that that's my my whole thing is like, it's not, you know, everything changed already, but I say it's definitely a lot better. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I think, I think change is happening. And I, I think I've, you've had Tony on the show before, and she's definitely more in the political spectrum of change. I think that has a lot to do with it. You may not see it now, and I know Egan has had, you've had your issues with the the change being, you want to, I feel like you want to see something in your face at this moment to gratify what we've all been like, the movement has been, but I think the small changes and like the change in having political in your community, like depending on your, who representatives are in your, in your city councils and all that matters. You may not see it now, but those are the people that make the change in the communities that you live in. Those are the people that pass the laws or put the people in jail that are doing the bad things in your area. So again, I mean, I think being educated on that perspective of community and city and locally, even in your state, like governorships and like Tony has gone on to that, like those are the most important things really that you may not see it now, but in two years when these laws are getting changed or these, you know, ordinances are getting put in place, those are when you're going to see, hopefully, I mean, all you can hope is that it, those are going to be what helps push over the shift of people do care about one another. People care about their yeah. neighbors and all that and are willing to step up when bad things happen. Let me ask this last point before we go to your, to your next point. 
do you think that <clears throat> maybe it's been harder for someone like me to see change because there's so much going on at one time? You know, we got the race stuff. We got, you know, we got these killings that we're seeing on TV and being a black man. Like I said, every time I see one of those, not only do I see myself, I see someone that I know, you know, and then we got mm -hmm. the pandemic going on. We got all, we got whatever's going on in the white house. We got so many things happening at one time. Like our lives have been taken completely out of whack. So do you think that maybe, and, and I'm just asking your opinion. I mean, you know, do you think maybe that's what's affecting someone like me? Not exactly being able to see the, and you, there's no wrong answer here. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell me what to feel, but you know, and I, I've wondered because there's so much going on at one time, if maybe that's why to me, it, it doesn't feel like the change that I think should be happening or that I should be seeing is breaking through. Well, I think, I mean, even you've been on this planet for all of, you know, a young 25 years now. Uh, no, but, uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, you've, you've been on this, you've seen, you've seen, you've been around the country to New York and California and other cities around the country. And I'm sure in the last 20 years, you've seen way more when it comes to cultural diversity than I've ever seen when it comes to, you know, the whites putting down the black people or Hispanic people or that. I mean, you, I, I lived in Florida my whole life. I grew up in a grew up in Pasco County, which is very predominantly white. You know, moving to Tampa obviously is a little bit more of a culture change, but still pretty predominantly white, even though we 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 are very liberal when it comes to that. Um, I did move to Memphis or which is a, definitely a, a more predominant black to white ratio in that city of Memphis, um, I would say. But I feel like because of your experiences, I mean I can never everyone's experiences in life are different as we, as you guys talk about this all the time. And I don't think that you having the experiences you've had for how many years you've been on this, on this earth, you, you deserve to see the change. Now you've probably seen so, you know, so many negative things in life that you deserve to see one glimmer to be like, that's the moment that I know something's big is going to happen to make the thing change where me, I mean, I, I, as the LGBT community, I'm the ally to the community, to the black community, or to, or to anything that's not white. So all I can say is, it's I see it happening. I haven't experienced the, the same experience you have. So I, I mean, I want to see that defining moment also, but I also take a step back to realize there's a lot of different components that happen as well to make mm -hmm. the bigger change happen. You know, so I mean, I think it's again no right or wrong answer. I think our lives are different. So you being a black male in the in this the situation that's not just that happened this year it's been going on for you know our whole life yeah. and it's just been it's just finally getting to like the kettle is finally whistling to the world that this is a problem to not mm -hmm. just you've known it forever but to the whole world that this is going on and i think right. you deserve that moment where you're like damn this is the change that we've been looking for where i think it's still i mean we're a country based on slavery and white men this entire i mean this is what our country is based on so to find the most like to figure out like that change is going to happen instantaneously is i think unrealistic to say but i'm not saying you i don't think you're wrong for wanting that to happen yeah gotcha okay i can take that <laughs> Brittany. Brittany. Brittany <laughs> yeah here's the thing Brittany, and i'm gonna Brittany, i'm gonna tell you this right now Wait. maybe we should learn some things from tom he can't he got prepared notes and when I say we, look, when I say we, I mean you, but we should learn some things from Tom. He's prepared with notes and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I got yeah. nothing on today. I got my laptop and uh, this desk in North Carolina. I'm looking out the water right now. So I'm, Oh, I'm, wow. Oh, Brittany, now he's looking at the water, Brittany. He's, he's on vacation. The water. The water is inspiring me right now. Oh, That's what I, I, I love it. Yes. <laughs>
Um, Tom, Tom, what's the next bit of craziness that Britney gave you in 2020 that that made you say, "I definitely Brittany, want to talk to them." Well, Britney gave a lot of craziness. I loved it though. She <laughs> she's the, the firecracker you need on this show. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, going <laughs> the Providence time. I'll tell you what. I don't know. You know, you guys talked a lot about COVID and all that. I'm going to tell you, Providence Town, as known as P-Town, they are masks everywhere. Like, it is, you do not walk outside of your home without a mask on. And, like, it is, it is signed on everything. Like, it is, you'll be called, like, New York thinks they call people out there. No, Providence Town will scream at you from a house that they're inside their home screaming at you. Oh, my God. But, but they've also had, I mean, a very small community, but they've also had almost zero cases of COVID this entire time. I mean, granted their population is like 600 people, but still they're not, they're doing the right thing. I believe what they're doing. And it kind of spawned me to like, so California, Gavin Newsom, crazy California, they're trying to basically bump him out of governorship right now. They're signing petitions to take him out of being governor right now. And they're at like 850,000 petitions and they need 1.3 million. So they're only about 500,000 500, votes out to putting him on a uh, ballot to basically withdraw him from governorship because of the way he's handled the coronavirus there. And then I look at Florida where you have DeSantis, who I am not a huge fan of ever, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I wish he made a valid point of, you know, what am I going to do? Shut down all the businesses again? The, the place they're already doing that aren't seeing any reduction in coronavirus. They're still having the same amount of deaths and the same amount of virus. So why would I shut down all these businesses, which I definitely agree with him. I just wish that he would implement masks and say that masks should be the thing to do or implement social distance because that's the right thing to do for the next six months. You know, but it just was a, it was a eye awakening. Then you come to North Carolina here where masks are mandated in the state of North Carolina. I just found this out yesterday. But when I go to the local food line, Yes, food lion, which I haven't heard of in like 15 years. <laughs> wow. Yeah, let me tell you, they got some good deals on meat, though. I'll tell you what, Publix got <laughs> nothing on that. But, uh, um, but like, it was such a weird dynamic because, you know, you're your local Publix, everyone has a mask on in Tampa. No one, or I'm sure in wherever you live, any the same thing. You walk into Publix, there's not one person with a mask not on, I would assume. Well, I will say over here, because they're definitely like, here's the thing. We'll wear a mask to the grocery store, but we'll be at the club without a mask. Like, that's how it is over <laughs> here. Because they will tell you when you walk into an establishment, they're like, uh, put your mask on. But again, if you go to a bar or a restaurant, once you sit yeah. down, it's like you can take off the mask and walk around if you want to, you know? So it's like a mix of things over here. Well, but the food line in North Carolina, like, it says mandatory mask on. And let me tell you, people just walk in there. No one's telling them not to have a mask on. Like, I will say they're trying to do the right thing. But there's a good, like, 25, 30% people just walking in. But, it's, I mean, to me, it's North Carolina. It's the South. Like, those are people that don't really care if anything happens to anyone. So, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got lost in here somewhere. So, wait. in the same Is that the same place you're staying in now or somewhere else that you were? I'm in North Oh, no. I, so, I was in Provincetown earlier this week. I was okay. in Massachusetts. And now I'm North Carolina. So we did a little road trip. So Private Sound was the city where like they mandate masks, regardless where you are. Like if you're walking down the street, you have to have a mask on. Where North Carolina is like, I mean, you should have one on, but we're not gonna tell you no. <laughs> right. Either. Yeah. And then we have where Brittany lives at, where twerking is the same as eating and drinking. So <laughs> if you start twerking, you can take your mask if you off. Twerk, it's not like, you can take your 
mask yeah, it's on. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like they Listen. say, once you start eating or if you're drinking, you don't have to have on a mask. Brittany, where Brittany lives at, the once, the minute you you bend over and touch your kneecaps, you yes. can take your mask off. You're the free. minute you take the mask off. Because <laughs> your face is on the ground now, so you're good. Like you're not lying you even on the face at the time. So it's um, so bad. So just, but it's just been like a weird dynamic of like, I don't, you know, have you, you know, like, like, I'm sure. Well, I was going to ask you both, actually, like, have y'all had that moment where you're like maybe in the grocery store in a place where like someone doesn't have on a mask or and someone else makes a deal out of it? Like, you know, like there's a yelling match going on. Or have you ever felt like you wanted to tell that person? Like, do you tell that person if they don't have a mask on, put a well, mask on? Well, um, well, you, you sure you want to ask me? <laughs> I'm because, OK, because I'm that person. Like, I'm that person. What? Because what here's person? This person. Not wearing a mask? You're walking up to me in the DJ booth talking about, can I hear my song? I'll be right in the microphone. Where your mask at? Why are you talking to me? Where your mask at? Where is your mask at? Music playing. That. Music playing. Whole crowd looking at the stage and you standing in front of me and I'm going, where your mask at? Girl, I can't take your request right now. Where your mask at? Right you're, in the party. You're an anti-mask shamer. I love it. Look, man, first of all, I'm not an anti-mask shamer if you across the room. But once <laughs> you cross that threshold of my stage and you start talking about we want to see your Spotify playlist, I ain't, first of all, I bad enough don't even want to see your Spotify playlist. You're in a party. That's the first thing. Second <laughs> thing is, second thing is, once you start talking, I don't know what kind of particles be coming up out of the out of that cloud that you call your uh-huh. that you call your mouth. Oh my god. I've seen you a know. guy giving an interview to some girl and her voice was so raspy, like bad. And she's like, I have COVID. And he's like sharing a mic with her. He's like, Are you serious? She's like, Yeah. Yeah, people are, people will okay. know that they have COVID and will go out and party like it's crazy. Yeah, I had a story. I heard a story up I here. This think- is totally totally off thing. The girl was like, it was like her twenty second birthday, and she was like, yeah, I knew I had COVID, but I wasn't gonna miss my birthday. And she went and party with like 22, 23 other people. Oh my god! So at least four of them probably walked away with COVID. To- <laughs> I mean. You know, my thing about it is, I mean, I'm grateful to have a job in it. Even, you know, being back in and having a job is nothing but amazing. So, like, I'm around people all the time. I'm in a restaurant business. Without people, we have no jobs. So, I mean, I definitely had to, like, cross that barrier. And even in my own home life where, you know, Alex, he's a, he's a university teacher. So, like, he's gone from home teaching to everything has gone from the office to the house, you know, from the university's teaches that and all that stuff. So where I have to be in the public, like I have, I, there's no, I mean, with, without right. certain food, public, you got no business. So, I mean, definitely had me transition to where like, I definitely have probably laid off a little bit feeling like it. I mean, I've seen Ekin out at McDonald's on a Thursday night coming home from work. Like I definitely have pondered in there to say hello and probably put my guard down a bit, but I still try to be respectful to those. Like, you know, if I'm out in public, I wear a mask everywhere I go. You know, right. I try to, at my restaurant, we do the best we can to make sure everyone's, you know, social distant and all that. Even though, you know, people may not care, we as a company try to do the best we can to make those who do vacation to Florida and do care as comfortable as be. But I mean, definitely like, I mean, you have the anxiety of wanting to do stuff. And I totally get that where, I do have friends that live like in LA and New York who are just hanging out still doing absolutely nothing since the restaurants in New York just closed all over again for the third time. So mm-hmm. it definitely like I'm happy to live in the state of Florida because we we have the options. But yeah. sometimes I just wish we uh, went back just a little bit just because I mean, I do think it's a serious, serious situation that we're in, even though, 
you know, those in the Tampa Bay area, I feel like just want to go to go to Amso and Max and Soho and just live their best lives everywhere yep. they go. I want a Karen moment where I meet a Karen and it's like we're all in, you know, like it's the one lady at the grocery store that's throwing a fit about wearing a mask. And I want to gang up and be like yell at her. I want to get Karen, get her out of here. Like I want to instigate it. I want that moment. Why can't that ever happen around me? Because because of what you're saying right now. That's why it can't happen around you. Because the, because the instigator because the instigator mode that you would immediately shift into that that's why it can't happen around you. That, let me let me ask you this: like, Do not let this girl in here. Do not yeah. let her in. Here. Yeah. Do 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 you in do either of you in any way living in the state of Florida like we do? Do you think that maybe because you know they they call our governor like Donald Trump's little brother? Do you think that maybe he jumped on things a couple of seconds too late, or do you think that? Do you think that he's doing a, a good job overall handling the coronavirus in Florida as, as how you look at around the country? Um, I mean, I look at it like I think, I mean, I, I think right now there's nothing to really handle anymore. I mean, he already, he already pulled his chips in. So you're not going to, like, I, I for one don't want to see us going back. I mean, Pinellas County, for instance, they're they're pushing their ordinance in Pinellas County. So the sheriff has come out and said, if you do not abide by these things, we will, we can't find you, Eakin, or you, Brittany, but I will find every restaurant bar business up and down the strip here until you guys listen to a protocol that we have put in place. So, like, Pinellas County is doing their job. I mean, I, I don't... Once he put the chips in, went to phase three, there's nothing else you can really do. And I do agree, because like, I agree with his notion of... And, you know, you pulling back doesn't make people not go out. It doesn't make your cases go down. It doesn't make the deaths in the hospital lessen. I mean, I don't, I, you can definitely see that in other states. Like you said, California has been closed. Since, my dad's coming down literally in four days from LA. They've been closed since March. They've done nothing in, since March. And they still have the number one case load, you know, in the entire country. Granted, they're the largest, but per capita, they're still the largest, you know, amount of mm-hmm. cases per capita in the country, New York, the same way, you know, Chicago, like, so I don't think at this point it makes sense to take anything back, but I do think that he kind of rushed the gun a little bit. I mean, I think, you know, but he is a Republican governor and in a, in, in a now two term Republican state with, you know, outside of your cities of Tampa, Orlando, Miami, it's very conservative. And those are yeah. his, those are his constituents, not us, the people in, you know, Ocala and the land and, you know, Swanee, those are the people he listens to, not the people who live in Tampa city or Orlando or Miami when those are the main populations. But I mean, like I said, I agree with him now, but the whole first few months of like opening phases, I just kind of wish he would have been a more person, more more of a a representative of of mask wearing and this map stuff that they know that, that, that he feels safe. That's all. It's like, we're going to be open, but wear a mask, please. Instead of like, we're just going to be open. I don't care. Well, you, you know what? Speaking of mask, y'all have brought me here with the mask thing. And while I got both of you and your attention on the mask, remember when this thing first jumped off? When this thing first jumped off, COVID first was a big, super big deal after Britney finished catching it and six of her friends had caught it and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. And she decided that twerking wasn't what she should be doing, right? So we kind of started, we kind of started taking it a little bit serious. And remember all these things that came out about... Your mask needs to be this. Yeah, you couldn't get the N95, but your mask needs to be this good. You need to be this. Is it just me? Or do it seem like now we just okay with 
slap a napkin across your face with some elastic on it and we consider it a mask. It's okay. It just don't even, like, like, seriously, everybody's selling masks now. We know when we walk in the store and buy those masks that these aren't really protecting us per se like what they said in the beginning of this. You just pretty much, if I take this sweater right now and cut it up into pieces and put some elastic on it, I'm considered wearing a mask. This sweater right here, man, please. I feel every bit of that breeze on my hands. So it ain't doing nothing. So please tell me, answer me this. Could it be that the mask really ain't doing nothing? Because we're not enforcing a certain type of mask. Don't you dare go there. Don't you dare. Listen, listen, Brittany, you know what I do on this pod. I play the other guy. And the other guy in me is saying, we're just saying, put something on your face. We're not, I've seen everybody from somebody with a Fendi mask on. Fendi don't make no damn mask. Um, you know, Nordstrom's they do is, now. huh? They, they do now. They might do now, but the chicks I seen wearing a Fendi mask didn't buy them from Fendi. I can I tell you that right so now. Either. They I didn't buy them from so Fendi. Either, exactly. You know, when I see now, those, I'm like. Exactly. Um, and I'm just, I guess, like I said, the mask is supposed to help. But if the mask is just a piece of like, like pretty much putting a napkin or a piece of handkerchief in front of your face, is that really helping? So maybe on the other side of that, and I know neither one of you are doctors, so this is an opinion question. <laughs> is the mask mandate really helping like they say it is, or is it? I, I Look, and I guess we got stats to say, Ekin, come on, man, don't be an idiot. They're saying the stats, they're saying it. But we were talking about these things in the beginning, like they had to be a certain thing. Now it's just like, Ekin, throw this piece of sponge on your face and put elastic on it, it's a mask. Ekin, hey, take your eyeglasses, things you clean your glasses with, put some elastic on it, and it's a mask <laughs> Hey, Eakin, um, you know, hey, Eakin, right here. Eakin, fold this into three pieces, Eakin. <laughs> put this, put a piece, of, put a piece of elastic on this, and there's your mask. You and nobody stops from going to 7-Eleven. Listen, I'm going to tell you, okay, you, you and me are talking one-on-one. You're going to try to tell me that a mask isn't even, it's at least reducing the amount of saliva that might touch my face when you talk to me. Even okay. if it's not 100% eliminating it it's at least reducing the quote-unquote uh what are they droplets that they say okay. that might affect me so yeah. i'm just saying like i think it's i'm not i don't think any math except for na5s are 100 those are ones the doctors use and all that but right. i mean i think it's common sense if a doctor is using a mask because when he's doing brain surgery the mask he's wearing is to protect you from anything that he might have while he's doing brain surgery on you. So why wouldn't the same thing be if I'm talking to you? If I have something I don't know about, I'm protecting you from me. I mean, doctors haven't been wearing masks for 200 years just because it's a fashion statement in the surgery room. Like they're doing it to protect you in case they have something that they don't know about. Tom, you're talking to me like my name is Karen right now. You, you are. I just want to <laughs> you let you know. You're talking like to me like Karen. my name is Karen right you, now. You were and, sounding a little, little like Kevin. A little like Kevin. <laughs> a little like Kevin. Brittany was already to the peanut gallery. Get him out of here. Get him out of here right now. Get him out of here. I told you. She is so ready. Brittany is so ready uh, for all the I'm chaos. Just saying, like, I'm like, I think I do think I mean I think it's ridiculous when people like walk in with like their this like I hate this. Like, oh what? my god, yeah. <laughs> I mean, nah. but it's still covering your mouth. I really don't get that. I mean, you're but I just I'm like just put a mask on. Like my dad says, my dad doesn't believe in everything. My dad's just like just make if everyone wear a mask since since April, I do believe that this situation uh oh, situation would be 
not not relieved or not ended, but it definitely would be a whole lot better. better. I do believe that less yeah. people would be dead and more businesses will be doing more of what they need to be doing rather than opening, closing, opening, closing. Because, but you know, again, I'm playing devil's advocate as well with you is I do believe that doc. I think tests are a little iffy. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, a company a company that does tests on a biweekly. I get tested every two weeks, and you know, I people who've been tested negative to test positive. I'm like, mm, something's not right here, or you know, vice versa. You know, so definitely the tests are not always correct. I do think hospitals are probably plopping on a death certificate on any person that dies and puts COVID on there, just because I feel like they're getting a drawback of some sort for having COVID cases in their hospital. So I, I don't think it's a hundred percent like the hospital doing anything, but I do think it's a problem. I do think it's a problem, but I don't think we're being a hundred percent, you know, accurate in what we're telling the population out there either. Okay. That's the dog agreeing. Wear your mask. Oh, wear your mask. That is where we'll end up. Because I mean, honestly, as much as I play devil's advocate and like to be that guy on this show, I, I will wear my mask. And even if I'm next to a twerker, I'll keep my mask on. I Thank promise you. Thank you. You should. Yeah. Super you spreaders. Oh, Brittany. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there with with, with, <laughs> with, the, with the leader of the twerk with the leader of the twerk free world over there. <laughs> Tom, one more man, one more before we get out of here. One more subject that resonated with you in 2020. I don't know. I had two good ones. I don't know. Um, hey, we have a new president. I know. <laughs> almost. It's like almost <laughs> official. Wait, what? They confirmed it yesterday. I mean, you had a Putin of all people finally congratulated our president. I don't know if that means anything in the world, but he did. And Mitch McConnell finally today admitted that Biden is the president elect. So Republicans are finally coming around to the fact that Trump is no longer the president. Of the oh United my States. God, that's big. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. I just knew that like it was just, like he's fighting it. And I'm like, uh, Brittany, but oh, that's great. Brittany, you hate that man so much. Your settings should be on anything <laughs> that goes against Trump. Your settings on your phone should be I like. I think they already are. To I was going to say like you, you tweet the man. I mean, Brittany, like you just be out here. I'm surprised the feds have not. Have the feds ever been to your door, Brittany, when you tweet Donald I, Trump? I'm very careful about how I word things, so I don't catch them. At least that, to my knowledge, they haven't knocked on my door. Okay. So let me ask you this. Both of you. Both of you. Both of you right now. Where are we at in a year from now? Do you think? I mean, and I don't get me wrong. And Tom, you made this point earlier. There's a lot that needs to be done, right? Mm-hmm. But do you do the both of you think that we're sitting better as a country a year from now? Or better yet, let me back up a second. Let me back up a second because Tom wasn't here for this conversation. Brittany, you were with the other ladies, Crystal and Tony, when I had you guys on, right? Uh-huh. Tom, let me ask you this. Did you vote? For Biden to be president, or did you vote to get Trump out? Um, or I, well, admitting you may, I, mean, I don't even know if I should be asked this because I don't even know who you voted for. But I mean, the ladies well, that were here, I, 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 I definitely voted for Biden, and I, I think through our conversations, you know, I'm, I keep up with the political spectrum of what's happening in the world, and I think it's important. And I, just a little back, I've never. When Trump got elected, I never wanted, I wanted the country to always do well. And I always thought that even as Republicans, I have Republican friends, I have friends who are very conservative. 
you know, and it's just ide- ideological. At the end of the day, we all want the, the country to do well and we want to thrive and we want to look good in front of the rest of the world. I think at the end of the day, it's just ideological issues that that's what makes us Republicans Democrats. I mean, that at the end of the day, it's just two different ways of looking at the same problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Trump came in, I definitely was like, you know what, let's give him time. Let's, you know, you can't, I never want to go against the president. I mean, I was here for Bush and you know Clinton and Obama, and my dad grew up voting for literally every president. He went back and forth because he just thought whoever did a good job did a good job. So right. I, uh, but you know, after year two, I mean, it's just it got bad. Like it just, you know, it got to a point where he was energizing people to hate, and I don't yeah. believe in that. Like you. You know, because I'm, I'm a firm believer in when it comes to politics, the president is just is, is, is a figure. I go back to the community, the state, the local government really affects you more than what the president does. Right. So you could have, you can, you can be president of the United States, but it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, Jane Castor in Tampa and my local council people and DeSantis make more laws that affect my life than what the president does. The right. president to me that's important is the judges, which he does put in place, and judges are a huge, huge aspect of the political system because they're there forever. Like once you put a judge in, they God, they yeah. make laws and they don't leave. And so that to me was like the most like when he got three Supreme Court justices, and that's a huge ordeal, you know, when it comes to president. But no, when I voted, I voted, I voted Biden because I think that he will hopefully bring the country together at some point. You know, it's still very divided, and mm-hmm. Trump still has a handle on that Republican party. Like it's what he says still means something to 72 million people that voted for him. And it's, I don't know. I don't know where we are in here. I don't know if Trump still keeps talking in a year from now and keeps that 72 million people still, you know, within his grasp. And if that's the case, then I still think we're as separated now that we were, you know, yesterday and a month ago, because there's just no they right now there's no room in that in those republicans that vote for him to move over to what what is life without trump mm-hmm. and it's, it's a little scary to me Brittany? yeah i voted to get his ass out of there so he can stop messing <laughs> with my people okay because i'm tired of seeing them getting deported okay and that was a lot of it and the hate like you said he he like ignites hate uh, he, you know, I've never heard so many people on video openly just say, do an act of hate and then say his name along with it. You know, like the power of that to me was just like, this needs to go. This is all, this is not, to me, that's not how I want to live. Like, you know, I, I want our economy to be great. I want our, our country to be great. But if it, not that he was making it so great anyway, because whatever, but like, if we're not getting along, I, that's not the earth I want to be on. And and if we're practicing hate, no, I'm good. Next. Someone's got to do better. Okay. So. I believe, sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess that, I guess that's how we. No, I mean, she, she's right. I mean, I think the country is based on, I mean, we are people from every, not, the thing that, that drives me insane is that this country was built on immigration like it literally is the pioneer of this country was people moving from another country into our country to create something that was more wholesome and you know safe for people to live in and somewhere in the last you know 200 and something on years that got lost because when you cut off immigration which i understand like you can't let 
I do believe that there's got to be a protocol in order yeah, to, of with, course. with 330 million people in this country, there's a protocol. But when you start cutting off every border for every situation and throwing people out that have been there, they're here their whole lives, that's a whole different situation than just making a protocol to allow people into the country. It, it, it's two different situations. And when he started just, you know, deporting people out just because they're living here, like, random side thought real quick. I have a woman I work with who is a, a cook. She, like, we just had that vote, like, I don't know when you guys voted, but it was, should you be a citizen to vote in the next election? It was in our, it was it was one of the amendments that we voted for. And at first, I, I kind of want to get back now. I said, yeah, I think you should be a citizen. Like, you should wait. If you're a citizen, you should be weighing in. I don't know if that makes sense. But then I, it came to me all of a sudden. This woman I work with, she just, she's been in this country for God knows how many years paying taxes but she just became a citizen literally three weeks ago and then i i had to i had to like me i had to take a step back and be like well why shouldn't she be able to vote in florida elections when she's been paying taxes living here for the last 15 years why shouldn't she have the idea like the the option to vote as a taxpayer who you know and so even me like 34 years later i had to be like huh i had to take a step back to be like right you know at first like yeah citizenship you should have to be a citizen but then you're like Wait, people live here and pay taxes, pay pay for our roads and our schools and hospitals that may not be a citizen, but they're still paying the dues that I'm still paying, you know? Right. And so even like I guess I had to take a step back to like, oh, open up a little bit to realize that there's not everything is equal or, or meant to be equal as well, you yeah. know. I love that self-awareness, growth, snaps for Tom. <laughs> snaps wow. for Tom. Wow. You can talk me that. I had to give him credit. You can talk me to all that. So. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I had to get some self awareness on, man, because my my life was going to shambles if I ain't getting no self awareness going on. Hey, man, Tom, I, Tom, I appreciate you you taking the time, and I appreciate you always like coming to me with you know whether they're good or bad points about the show. You always like have that that balance that balanced thought when we talk, man, and I appreciate that because after like you know this forty five minutes to an hour I spend with with the queen. Yeah, the, yeah, the queen. There you go with the queen. You know, sometimes I need balance. You know, sometimes I need balance, Tom. And and working with you and talking to you has provided that balance sometimes, man. So, well, um, for you could do that. You guys still haven't done that dancing dance off. I feel like. Oh my God, the Beyonce one. Because you know why? Because you know why? Brittany conveniently could forgets things that she might have to. No, I haven't stretched to to execute it the way I need to she do it. I need stretch. To stretch. Look. look. Hey, Brittany forgot about doing that dance because she forgot about doing that bet the same way she forgot about paying for that furniture she got back in the day <laughs> that took her credit score down to 468. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. I'll man. get it up. I'll Tom, where up. can they find you at on social media if you're into that sort of thing? Uh, nowhere, really. Uh, I mean... You don't want this life that Brittany and I try to get every week? Uh, I'm on Facebook. Um, I kind of use Instagram here and there, but that's about it. I uh, I forget that I have Instagram, and then I'm like, oh, I'm on vacation. People check Instagram more than Facebook, so then I uh, I throw a, a vacation picture up there. But yeah, I kind of stay quiet and have my conversations with you, and that's about it. You know, that lets you because you know because you know why? Because you know you're, why? Because you've seen me, you've pictured me in this red sweater for a long time. You I did. Have. You pictured me in this no, red sweater for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany, new alias. Harold Robinson. That's my name. You need now, advice? Come um, see Harold Robinson. Harold Robinson. You're giving me a little. Uh, what was that show when we were kids where he used to take his sweater off, Mr. Rogers. Sweater on? Mr. Rogers. And I'm Mr. Robinson. I'm Eddie right Murphy's. Out. I'm Eddie Murphy's yes. little cousin from Saturday Night Mr. Live. Rogers Mr. Robinson. 
Yeah, but you remember when Eddie Murphy did Mr. Robinson? I'm his little yes. cousin, Harold. That's Harold. You. Harold Robinson. That's my name. I'm over here now. I, hey, Uncle Eddie left me the crib. Uncle Eddie left me the crib. So Eddie left a couple of sweaters here. So I'm now I'm sitting out on the block with my sweater on, rubbing my hands together like this. You know. Brittany, where can they find you at on social media as always? I am at uh, Brunch with Brittany on IG, on TikTok, uh, um, Twitter, Itty Bitty B with two E's. Hey, have you ever thought before we go, have you ever thought that maybe, perhaps, maybe, this is just me, being Harold Robinson as I am, oh that your God. Instagram is a little bit misleading? Because if I if I heard Brunch with Brittany, I'd come there and expect you to be reviewing lunches, food, you're at nice restaurants, you're trying things. I don't know if I'd know I'd come over there for this. You know what? No. When I go eat something, I will post it. For, <laughs> he's talking about this photo I did with yeah. my boobs out. You know, Tom, if you go to it, Brittany's brunch, Instagram, there's brunch. a photo on there where her hands are like this. It's just that you never notice that her hands are like this because of everything else that's going on in the photo. But anyway, Wait, Brittany, yeah. Hold on, I'm not... I'm going to say one thing. Brunch, you're doing a good job because, you know, brunch is more than just eating. It's the conversations that we're having right now that you have at a brunch table, Ekin. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. Oh, so, so you basically on here to be on her side. That's why you came here. No, you... I'm, a, I'm a team Team True. That's what I try to be on, Team True. Oh, oh Team True. Okay. True. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, follow my girl on Brunch with Brittany. That's it. I'm just, I'm just saying, if you go in there looking for snack pitches, there'd be some <laughs> snacks over there. There'd be some <laughs> snacks over there. Let me tell you. Hey. Do me a favor, too. If you go to brunch with Britney, get in that story. That's where the snacks be for real in that story, bro. Get in that story. It be all sorts of... Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you when to go in that story. Wednesday night, early Thursday morning, before she removed the snacks. Them snacks be up. Them snacks be up in that story on Wednesday night, boy. Wednesday night going into Thursday morning. Whoo! Britney, keep the snacks coming, girl. Keep the snacks coming. I got you. I, I appreciate y'all, man, for rocking with us on the DJ Aiken Podcast, man. Once again, thank my guy Tom for stopping through. Tom, you can come back anytime, man. And of course, Brittany can't do this without you. Shouts out to Radio Influence. And um, if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to um, they're supposed to like subscribe, right? Brittany, shouldn't we point or something? Yes. Like, subscribe. Subscribe. The subscribe button. There you go. If you see subscribe, it's got to be yeah. one of these corners. Uh, you just, <laughs> yeah. Every angle, yeah, every angle. Right. I'm still getting, I'm still getting used to being a, a, a influencer. Hey, subscribe, follow me. You know all that stuff that they do. You look like you're doing influencer. a TikTok dance now. Yeah, that's chill, like. chill, chill, Brittany, chill. <laughs> oh, here's, you know what? Before I do go, I do. I got one more question. I do. What? And Brittany, this is really for you. And and this is not even a. I know normally I dig at you, but this is not at you. This is not at you. This is a question for you. Okay. Now, you know that we talked about our boy Reezy. Reezy's out in Denver. Uh, um, Tom, Reezy's out in Denver, and Reezy actually has what Britney calls a TikTok type. He sends me these. <laughs> he sends me these Latin chicks like all the time, like dancing. Right, Britney. Why does it seem like? And I know, I know, and this is not me playing. I am giving it up. The Latin population, them women, y'all be getting it. Y'all be, y'all don't be playing. Why is it that every one of them on TikTok looking like they scared they're gonna miss a step? They be like, 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 just do what you do. Really? Why is everybody on TikTok looking like they about to, like they have practice and they like, if I mess this up, all you doing is the same thing you've been doing? What because is those, it? It proves, you can, that, that Latin dancing is is legit. Like, let me tell you, they don't miss a beat. They, they, 
been dancing Let me tell you three years old. Then on TikTok, then it must be called hashtag TikTok struggle because a lot of them Latin chicks on TikTok, they do not be having the moves that I'm used to seeing in the Bronx growing up. Even the moves, like I said, I have to give her her props. When I've seen Britney do some moves, I'll be like, okay, she really is Latin. On TikTok, it'd be hashtag TikTok struggle. He'd be sending me videos. I'd be like, bro, why, why she look like, like, bro, just get into the move. I don't know. You know what? That's someone overthinking it. I Send me some of those videos because I have not seen that. I don't know what you're talking about. Can't relate. Can't relate. Girl, girl get on out of here. Over, get on. Hey, man, it's both of y'all get on out of Harold Robinson's neighborhood, okay? Y'all get on out of Harold Robinson's neighborhood, man. I'm about to put my hot, about to put my hot tops on and get on up out of here, man. The DJ can podcast, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Shouts out to Radio Influence. I'm gone. This is an In the Trenches with Ian Beckles Quick Fix on Radio Influence. I walked in a locker room one time with a football that my wife wanted to get signed for a charity event. I was with Keyshawn with the Jets. So I was like, hey, Key, what's up? He's like, what's up, dude? Looked at me like you'd never seen me before, which is fine. He's sitting in my locker that I had for seven <laughs> years, right? So I go, hey, Key, uh, you mind signing this for my for my wife's uh, charity? And he, he, he was talking to somebody, and he stuck his hand out and grabbed the football and signed it and gave it back to me and gave me back the pen, but didn't look back at me, okay? And I felt like saying, I will slap your face. <laughs> then I walk over to Brad Johnson. Hey, Brad, Ian Beckles. He goes, yeah, I know how you are. How you doing, buddy? I go, hey, my wife has a charity. What charity is it? Oh, this is, I hope it goes well. He signs it. He goes, hey, man, if you ever need anything. And I was like, that's a nice dude. Here's why Keyshawn doesn't like you. He likes everybody. He's always good to everybody. He just doesn't like black guys from Montreal, Canada that went to Indiana. <laughs> that, that's, so aside finished, from those things. Finished, <laughs> but you know what's funny? It's not like Keyshawn didn't like me. He didn't know yeah, me from just, Adam. Yeah. But. Uh, I hated him when he was with New York. Yeah. When I was in that locker room, Brian Cox ran that locker room, by the way. And one time I saw Brian Cox give him a two-hand shiver in his chest when he had a towel on, just a towel. And I said, yo, Brian, what's that all about? He looked at me and goes, don't nobody like Keyshawn, dog. We got to do a podcast on how legitimately violent it gets in NFL locker rooms. Like, I don't think people understand. <laughs> no, like, don't. this is not like the NBA or like, no. if you have an issue in the NFL locker room, like, it's a real issue it's to get real. settled. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody wins, somebody lose, and we move on. Yeah, but it's it's almost unnatural to do a lot of things that we did. Very true. Like, you know, you go out of football field and you just you're really just fighting with somebody. Yeah. And then two minutes later in the locker room and you're eating fried chicken with yeah. you know what I mean? So it's not a natural thing. But the machismo that goes out in there, like I see Lamar legit. I've seen Lamar Thomas, who's a buck seventy, punch Scott Dill right in his eye, hey. who's three ten, and Scott Dill didn't do nothing. Hey. It's a room full of alpha males, and the cream rises to the top. Like, a lot of guys bark, don't bite. In the Trenches with Ian Beckles can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.